0: We're listening to National Country Review. Hi, this is Eric Eemsoth with National Country Review, and I'm here at the Crowfoot in Pineac, Michigan with Cody Jinks. Cody, can, yes. you, can you tell us who Cody Jinks is and where does he come from?
1: Um, I don't know who he is. I'm still trying to figure that out. But uh, I come from Fort Worth, Texas. I'm born, born and raised originally down there, and uh, you know I, I just just love music, you know, and uh, you know just just a guy that loves music. Wanted to, you know, went to saw, see, see some concerts when I was a kid, and um, thought, why not? I can do that.
0: Now, have you always been a solo artist, or have you, did you play in bands beforehand?
1: No, I was in a, I was in a heavy metal band, um, you know, years and years ago. In the '90s and late 2000s, and you know that was that was a band that was uh, you know band when you know everybody you know four guys and go by the same name type deal. And after that, I, was, I said I'd never be in a band again.
0: I, I, I am the boss. Is it a band that we've heard of? Uh,
1: oh, it doesn't matter.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, one thing I noticed about Adobe Sessions <clears throat> is that it's it's an absolutely brilliant I, 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 album. Thank you. There's not one song on there that I think is a filler. Was it hard for you to decide what songs to put on it? Um, On that, you know, not
1: really. We recorded, I think we recorded 16 for that record, and I think we ended up putting 12 on it. Um, I think that ultimately, you know, the, the ones that made the record stood out more so than the rest of them. And we may drop... You know, just some, some singles here, you know, at one point in time or another of some of the stuff that we had done. But, uh, no, I, you know, I felt like that record was was strong, you know, front to back. And we were really, really pleased with it. Um, and we may put some of the uh, other songs that we recorded, you know, we may put them on another record or hold on to them for something.
0: Now, I noticed that the uh, the sound itself, it's a modern-day recording, but it has an old-school feel to it. Um, used in Sonic Ranch Studios seemed to give you that more of like an honest, raw, kind of natural sound.
1: Yeah, you know, we self-produced it as well. We wanted it to be, um, you know, what you would hear at the show. Um, you know, anybody can go in and doctor a record up. You know, you can hire a producer and cut and cut and cut and cut and cut, you know, and that's that's great that's a you know i've I've done that method too but um we, we fell in love with the room and the way it sounded f- from the get-go and uh it just was one of those projects that um we didn't you know i didn't i didn't know the record was going to do as well as it you know i mean nobody can know that you're you're in there you know just cutting songs hoping to make a good record but uh Man, that the vibe out there was was fantastic. The sounds that we were getting, we were really pleased with. We we felt like they were really honest, um, you know, real you know, real pure. No no bells and whistles, you know, nothing to hide behind. Uh, it was good. It was a good experience. We're working out there again. We're starting the next record.
0: I, I noticed you guys, uh, of course, Whitey Morgan. There's a band called Lullwater. All recorded there. Yeah, and I feel that all, all all three of you guys had had got that same vibe. Yeah, you know, um uh Whitey was was
1: recording Sonic Ranch. Uh consequently both of our records were <laughs> named after the place. Um but they were recording uh Sonic Ranch while we were out there recording Adobe. And uh they, I think that they had done some of the work in the Adobe room, and then they moved over to, to one of the other rooms. I mean, that's neither here nor there. But, uh, yeah, he loves it out there. You know
0: I, know, I know that he loved playing out there for sure. Did you guys take advantage of the uh, Echo House?
1: Uh, I did. Um, not, no. I did not.
0: <laughs> now, many, today many country artists, they like to write songs that are inspired by real events. And, and your album of course it's filled with great stories uh one of the most that i thought was that was touching to me was david yeah is that based on a real person it's based loosely on a real person and he knew
1: and he's he's still alive and i mean the, the story is fictitious but it's based on one of the most hard luck guys i've ever known in my life that you know is uh is a you know we'll, we'll be a friend we'll, we'll be friends you know for the rest of our lives um and you know he's doing well actually, you know. But um, anyway, it, it he he knew when he heard the song, the song was named after him, you know. But even even though the the storyline was was made up, but that that song took me the better part of a year to write. I was I was really trying to get not so much away from you know my own like first person stuff, but just trying to dive deeper into the you know can you know can I write a song can I create this story, you know? Um, and then you use personal elements to go with it, too, like in dirt, you know. Obviously, I didn't grow up in the Dust Bowl in the Great Depression, but, you know, I remember what it was like the first time I saw my father crying. You know, there was there was elements of that, you know. I mean, we, we were broke when I was a kid. We, we We weren't a Dust Bowl broke, you know, but that's just a song about hard times. You try to incorporate some of your own feelings in, into a, you know, a, a storyline that, you know, maybe you try to, you know, step out of your comfort zone as
0: a writer a little bit in that way. Uh, do you come from a musical family, or are you, are you pretty much self-taught, the first one? Uh, Yeah, I mean, my mother and father,
1: my mom, my dad played in the honky-tonks from, you know, in, in the 70s and early 80s before, you know, us kids got too big. Um, he loved doing it. And uh, my mother always remembers singing. And I grew up in the Church of Christ, so we didn't have instrumentation. We had, everything was cappella. So, um, now obviously at home we listened to, you know, rock and roll and country music and, and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, I would say that I had, I had a really good, it was always music. I, I can always remember music, you know, be it be it at home, you know, on, on re- listening to mom's LPs and, or uh, you know, singing singing in the choir, and, or you know, dad just playing, you know, on the couch. It's you know, it's music. It was always music.
0: Now, cast no stones. That that one seems to be the one that has resonated most with fans. Yeah. Do you have a personal favorite or one that means the most to you? Um. I have songs that have kind of
1: identified themselves as being I guess what you would call you know a quote unquote career song that's one of them that definitely has um, that's one that when we started every night usually there's um usually there's there's people singing along with it you know and it has it's i'm i'm that's probably one of the ones I'm most proud of um, I think the message in the song is good uh, I'd recorded it years ago and it was it was more, you know, you know, more straightforward. We kind of when we recut it, we we put a little more blues element into it, and not not a lot, but just a little bit. And then when we play it live, we get real bluesy with it. Uh, David's one of my favorite ones to play right now. Um, Hippies and cowboys is always fun, um, but off off the new record, I think. Probably my favorite one to play out the new record is is the only one on there. I, my name's not on. Uh, ready for the times to get better. That's uh, that's probably one of my favorite ones to play right now. That that one came out really groovy.
0: Um, speaking of that song, actually, I know people tend to look at lyrics and, and they interpret things differently. And that's one that actually, to me, it kind of seemed like a, a call to arms, like to the decrepit state of the country music nowadays. So. I'm not sure what your meaning was behind it, but could that be a fair assessment?
1: Um, which, which song are we talking about
0: again? Uh, Ready for the time. Oh, sorry, sorry, man. Just with, with all the pop country to me, Um, it's just, it's such a decrepit state. Well, Hey, yeah. I mean, certainly you can look at it that way.
1: (laughs) Um, you know, I, I looked at, you know, I, I remember the crystal Gale version when I was a kid and you know, so I, I, I think it was more of a life story, you know, alan reynolds wrote the song and you know crystal gale just did an awesome job on it so i guess having heard her sing it you know all those years ago i figured it was probably a love song but the content you know as most you know writers would t- tell you they try to do you, you know you try to make it multifaceted where somebody does not hear it. i hadn't even thought of that in that regard but it makes perfect sense so that's that's I'm glad. Yeah, first cool. time
0: I heard this song. That's all I could think of. That's really yeah. No, that's that's great. I didn't even think about it that way. And one thing I noticed that is with country music being so bogged down with with pop nowadays, um, there's people like you, Whitey Morgan, Jamie Johnson, Sturgill Simpson, Chris Stapleton. A lot of you guys are becoming popular, bringing back this honest to goodness, authentic, real country music. Do you foresee possibly a shift or a change in the country scene right now? I think yeah, I think we're in
1: the I think we're at you know the, all the guys that you just named you know Jamie's obviously been a little you know he's been he's been around a, l- a little bit longer you know Chris and Chris and Sturgill you know have obviously you know worked really really hard you know uh, and everybody has and you know they're starting to get some recognition you know but um, none of those guys you know none of us are spring chickens anymore you know we're all in our you know at least mid-30s to early 40s and uh uh, we've been doing it for so long and in my case you know I can't speak for anybody else but in my case I just figured there would be a shift eventually you know I don't get mad about it you know the the pop country thing or anything like that you're wasting your time Um, it's like getting mad at a machine so, you know, I do think that, that, that we're, in, we're in the beginning of a shift that's started a long time ago, which sounds funny. The shift started a long time ago, but you're, you're in the beginning of it, like, really getting popular again, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
0: Right. All right. Um, talking about touring, I know sometimes touring can be a party. It can be fun. Are, are you still young enough to rock and roll? <laughs> L- little pun on one of your songs.
1: Yeah, are. I got it. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I am, you know. Uh, we don't do it as much, obviously, as we used to. Um, you know, all the guys in my band are, you know, 30s and 40s. So, uh, wives, kids, you know, in some of our, 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 uh, our scenarios, most of the partying that we would do, I would say, you know, like, I don't We've been running with Whitey and the guys for, you know, a while. We'll jump off. They'll jump off. We'll go do our own thing and then meet back up, something like that. We probably partied just with, you know, like them when we're just hanging out more so than anything. Most of those guys have, have wives and girlfriends as well. So uh, I'm not going to say we don't drink a lot together. <laughs> I mean, we, we most definitely, th- those two bands can, <laughs> my mom's probably going to read this. Those two bands probably can uh, outdrink most other bands. But, um, yeah, that's about as hard as we party anymore. Just uh, get together
0: and tell lies and drink whiskey. I've been following Whitey's music since, well, when he was Eric Allen playing drums on Dixie Hustler. Oh, wow. And, and, and <laughs> I, you know, I know they can drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now speaking of Whitey, your guys are out on tour right now. Um, how is, is the tour going? So you seem to be selling out quite a bit of shows all over. Man,
1: you know, I, I, I couldn't ask for it to be any better. It's um, the cohesiveness with the bands, I think, makes for just a, a stellar show for, for the for the crowd.
0: Um,
1: you know, it's, it, it's not, I, I've never been a part of anything like that. You know, most most bands are out there, you know, running by themselves for most of the year, and, and they do too, and we do too. You know, we are we might tour together for, you know, a couple months, stuff like that. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I couldn't ask it to go any better. You know, every time we go out with them, we have a good time. We have good shows. Their fans are great. Our fans are great. Our fans become their fans and vice versa. It's the way it should be. It's, um, like I said, man, it just makes for a, a better show. Whenever we're having fun and, you know, the crowd's going to have fun and, you know, it's they're gonna they're gonna go. Wow, that was really that was worth it. You know, that was worth the twenty five bucks to
0: you know get in. You know, that's cool. We appreciate that. Now, people get downtime um, at home. I'm sure there's things that you like to do in your downtime. Yeah. Um, I, I heard from somebody that you like to that you like to fish. I fish. That's what I do. Yeah. I that's... heard stories about maybe a possible fishing show. You know,
1: I hope so. It keeps getting brought up. You're like the third person that's brought that up in an interview. I hope it. I hope it does, man. You know, I, I bass fish. I'm from Texas, so I grew up fishing with my dad. You know, that was our thing, and uh, that's what I do. You know, after I go home, take care of the wife and kids and everything. You know, I'm going to go find some water. That's my uh, my, my time to a uh, normal human being <laughs> you know it's my time to just you know get out
0: there just family and outdoors yeah man yeah it's my therapy for sure yeah, I, have, I have two young kids of my own and Michigan living here it's beautiful for outdoors whether it's oh yeah or see, it's a gorgeous state man it's a gorgeous state now talking about the future you mentioned you were working on some new songs yeah is there a time that we can expect to maybe see a new album I'm telling everybody right now uh Late summer. I'm,
1: I'm hoping it's late summer. We're going to go back in. Uh, We've got, let's see, where are we at? We're at we go back in two weeks, three weeks. We go back in three weeks. We were out in, um, we were out there in uh, December. We did ten days out in December. We got six laid down. And then, like I said, we'll go back out, I think, for two weeks in March, mid-March to late March, and we'll probably try to lay down six or eight more. Um, And then I'll probably whittle it down. I'll probably put 10 or 11 on this next record. So, I don't know, man. Maybe late August, sometime around there. That'd be a good birthday present to myself if I could actually get (laughs) the damn thing out. It just takes a a damn long to, you know, after all the hands that touch it and, you know, from writing the song to the shrink wrap package you know there's a bunch of people that you know takes two weeks to do this takes three weeks to do this takes two weeks to do that takes a month to get this done to, you know so
0: you know we'll see it takes a long damn time now, are you looking at self releasing it or has there been some label interest
1: um you know if if there's been any label interest i hadn't heard about it <laughs> you know there uh i'm not i'm, I'm not going to say there's there's not or that it's not going to happen um because the fact of the matter is is right now i don't i don't know um but i'm planning on just doing it like i did it just releasing it you know we, you know uh adobe sessions you know it worked we went in you know it was diy you know self-produced and uh Man, it's just been it's just been hanging around, man. You know, it's been hanging our iTunes sales, our digital sales have been way better than, than we could have expected. You know, I got we were in the top twenty again last week or two weeks ago on iTunes Country Records over a year after its release date, you know. So uh I don't have to have a label. I guess it would make things easier. I don't know what well, they, they could, you know. Uh, I might, I might get a label. I don't know. It's, but now I'm 35. I've been doing this for 18 years. It's, you know, I don't know, man. I just keep doing what I'm doing.
0: I like that. I was able to go to your website. And I bought it for five bucks.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we, hell, man. I'm making a living. I'm not trying to. You know, I want people to get it.
0: I, I know that was a special sale, but was it was yeah, nice, it was nice that you did we, that.
1: That's that's why that's exactly why we do that. You know, and we'll we'll do stuff like that from time to time, or run some some little promo thing, or you know, send out a tweet that says, "Hey, the first person that hits it gets two tickets to tonight's show," or whatever. You know, we try to do stuff like that, and you know,
0: make it accessible. Nobody's got any money, man. <laughs> you know. All right, well. I, I know you, you're getting ready to do some VIP stuff. I appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk with us. You will. Um, I did hear one thing though. Yeah. I, I heard that you have an incredibly wonderful manager. <laughs> Is that true?
1: <laughs> My incredibly wonderful manager set this interview up, didn't he? <laughs> hey, he, I, he, he? He's all right. He's, all right. He's, all, he's, he's a good guy. He's he's honest, and that's uh, yeah. We've we've been together
0: about three years, I guess. Three years this month, and uh, yeah, he's he's a good dude. He comes from he comes from royalty in Detroit. He, he
1: does indeed. <laughs> he does indeed. Yeah, I, I, actually, I, I just met I met the uh, I met his father, who, you know, the other day, and he's uh, he's quite the icon up here.
0: For those listening, it's Arthur Penhollow from WRIF Detroit.
1: Yeah, Arthur. Ar, yeah, Arthur Penhollow. Actually, I just I just met him. Uh, about three weeks ago, we were down in Houston playing a show, and he's living down either in Houston or Austin now. And uh, uh, he looks like Art, just older. So it's funny, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just an older version of what my manager looks like. <laughs> and they sound the same, too, when they talk. It's, it's incredibly funny.
0: All right, well, once again, on behalf of National Country Review, I appreciate you taking the time. Um, any last words, anything you want our listeners to hear or know about? Uh, no! And then just the normal stuff, you know. We're gonna we're gonna be doing
1: some uh, some West Coast stuff coming up. Uh, April and May, we'll be shooting up the West Coast. That's new territory for us. Um, you know, CodyJinks.com, Facebook, Twitter, and all the good social media stuff. We're easy to find. We'll, we'll be somewhere.
0: All right. Well, thanks again. You're welcome, brother. Thank you. Stop in and see us at National Country Review dot com. Yeah.